podcast episode, meet our BCEN friend, Dylan McLeod-Lewis. Dylan is a critical care nurse who is just about to start his second year of nursing. Dylan and his wife just moved from Portland, Oregon to San Francisco so he could start a job on the Medical Oncology ICU at Stanford Medical Center. He's a third-generation nurse who happened to stumble upon a love of nursing in his late 20s and is deeply passionate about caring for the critically ill. He got involved with BCEN in nursing school, and his ultimate dream job is to become a flight nurse. Outside of work, he loves pretty much anything that gets him out in nature. So listen as Janie Shoemaker and Mark Eggers talk with Dylan about being a new nurse and what it means to him, and find out some of the places he's traveled with his wife and the adventures they've had. Hello, everyone, and welcome to BCEN and Friends podcast, where we hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCEN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education and Technology Services at BCEN and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Janie Shoemaker, CEO at BCEN. Hi, Janie. Hi, Mark. So, Janie, in this episode of BCN and Friends, we have Dylan McLeod-Lewis. Janie, if you could tell us a little bit about our BCEN friend, Dylan. I sure can, Mark. Um, Dylan McLeod-Lewis is a critical care nurse who is just about to start his second year of nursing and is originally from Portland, Oregon. Dylan and his wife just moved to San Francisco so he could start a job on the Medical Oncology ICU at Stanford Medical Center. Before that, he started his nursing career in the medical ICU at Kansas University Medical Center in Kansas City. Dylan is a third-generation nurse who happened to stumble upon a love of nursing in his late 20s and is deeply passionate about caring for the critically ill. He got involved with BCEN in nursing school, and his ultimate dream job is to become a flight nurse. Outside of work, he loves pretty much anything that gets him out in nature. Dylan, welcome to the BCEN and Friends podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. All right, well, it's it's good to get to talk with you, Dylan. We did get to know you um, a few years ago when you... Um, won one of the BCEN scholarships one year when you were still in nursing school and we knew right away that you were going to be a star and you are a star. Um, and I personally loved the best thing was getting to go to your nursing pinning ceremony and watch your mother, who is a nurse, pin your pin on you. That was, I think that made my year that year. So that was very cool. So anyway, see you and have you back. And I would love for you to tell us um, a little bit about yourself um, and what is the journey that's gotten you to where you are today? Yeah, uh, not a problem. Um, well, kind of as you mentioned, um, I'm a crit critical care nurse. Um, I'm coming on my two years, actually. It's a, I believe this week is actually my two years of being actually on a unit practicing as a nurse. Um, so um, pretty much I kind of fell into nursing. Um, I was surrounded by nursing my entire life um, through uh, my mom being a nurse. Um, almost everyone on my block was a nurse, but it kind of fell into it on my own, found my own love for it um, independently. 
and um yeah pretty much just been loving doing what i'm doing up on the the icu so um i kind of started off um as a cna um, I was working in nursing homes and then got a scholarship out to Kansas City where I moved from Portland, Oregon out there that way. Um, from there, I kind of, I graduated top of my class, summa cum laude, and then um, got a job on the medical ICU, as you said, at uh, KU Medical Center. Um, learned a whole lot about nursing on that unit. Um, learned a whole lot about um, caring for very ill people and uh, felt it was time to kind of come back to the West Coast a little bit and have now migrated to San Francisco where I'm working at Stanford, so. That's awesome. That sounds like you're getting some really good experience so far. Um, and I know we're gonna talk to you a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, tell, us, uh, tell us just a little bit more about why you chose nursing. What, what really steered you in that direction? Yeah, um, like I mentioned, I was surrounded by the nursing profession since, you know, the very second I was born, pretty much. My mom's a nurse, my aunt's a nurse, my great-grandmother was a nurse. Um, I think three or four of the people I grew up on, the, the block I grew up on, were nurses as well. Um, so I was just completely surrounded by the nursing profession. Um, also, my father was pretty critically ill when I was growing up with hepatitis C, and so I got to see the nursing profession from that perspective as well. Um, but funny enough, that was never what I wanted to do. I just, that was, being a nurse was not what I thought what I wanted to do. Um, I had a deep love of history and I was actually going for a history degree when I took a job as a lifeguard. And it was really there that I discovered how rewarding caring for someone is. Um, you know, as a lifeguard, I didn't do a lot of things, but, um, you know, taking care of the little kid that fell and scraped his knee or, you know, running through the, the kind of critical emergencies that it did on occasion happen um, really sparked uh, a love of caring for someone and um, found the, the critical aspects of it to be very engaging. And so I decided to give nursing a shot, got a job as CNA, and I've never really looked back. Um, also got into it because it's it's an incredibly flexible and engaging career where you have almost limitless opportunity to do whatever you would like to do with it. Um, I can say without a doubt in these last two years, there's been rarely a day I've been bored at my job. And um, that's kind of why I got into nursing, to do something that I love, that I'm passionate about and do a kind of greater good in, in the world. So that is great. Thank you. Uh, Dylan, how did you become a BCN friend? Uh, well, when I got to nursing school out at William Jewell College in uh, Missouri, um, I got involved with the Student Nurse Association. I was one of the board members on that. Um, and I started looking at the, some of the options they had to help me pay for nursing school. And one of them was a scholarship through the BCN. Um, luckily enough, I was one of the few that got selected for that. And when I went out to the National uh, Student Nurse Association Conference, um, I connected with uh, Janie and with a few other members of the BCN. And I found it to be a really, um, I guess, uh, just a very neat organization that um, had a profound kind of influence on what I wanted to do. 
Um, I knew I wanted to do something caring for people who were very critically ill, whether that was the ED or ICU um, with the end goal of being a flight nurse. And so luckily enough, the BCN decided that um, they wanted to do some things with me. And I was uh, lucky enough to be kind of a member where we worked on uh, connecting nursing students with the importance of uh, with uh, specialty certification. And so in that regard, um, I've been doing a post and a series of posts on the, the BCN website called uh, Chart Your Course, where they follow me through my few years of nursing school and then the few milestones uh, as, as I emerge into my nursing career. Very interesting. That's super. So as you said, as a newer nurse, what has been your top three takeaways so far? So what do you think your top three takeaways are as being a newer nurse? Well, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, everyone's bored to death of talking about it, but my three takeaways have definitely been shaped by the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, being a newer nurse, I think I was seven months in my career when um, the, the pandemic hit and being on a primarily pulmonary ICU was, it was, it definitely have shaped how I uh, practice and how I view nursing um, in, a, in a pretty large context. And so a lot of my takeaways are from that. Um, I think my first true takeaway would be how vital it is to be adaptable in your practice. Um, not only adaptable, but gracefully adapt to any given circumstance. Um, not only, you know, in the broader context of, you know, you know, for instance, with the pandemic, everything changing rapidly overnight, sometimes multiple times during the day, but it can even be taken down to a more like a mini school uh, or more minute level of taking care of your patient. You never know quite what's going to happen. Maybe a a change will happen from one assessment to the next and just being able to adapt at that as well as being able to provide kind of the highest quality of care that you can. Um, and I would say that was my second takeaway is how vital it is that nurses independently ensure that they're at the top of their game. Um, and, and the best way to do that is to be a lifelong learner and just continuously uh, independently take time and devote time outside of your job to keep up to date with the, you know, the new standards of care, um, review pathologies you don't know, um, just basically be the best that you can. And so that, that's probably my second takeaway is that um, just how vital and important that is to always be at the top of your game. And I'd say my third takeaway, but it's definitely not least is, um, the power of resiliency. Um, this whole, you know, the last two years have really taught me um, just how vital that is for nurses to practice resiliency, practice self-care. Um, you know, we go in and take care of these people who are at some of their worst times in life and they require a lot from us. And if we don't kind of put back into ourselves, we don't have anything to offer to our patients. Um, more importantly, on top of that, um, it can lead to burnout. It can lead to, you know, just, just not a sense of happiness. And so I'd say that is my third takeaway is just really emphasizing self-care and um, make sure you bounce back when you can. 
Those are great three top takeaways. I mean, those are ones to live by. <laughs> those are excellent. Those are the top. Very good. So have you settled on an area in nursing that you are deeply passionate about? And if so, tell us about that. I don't know if I'm exactly settled on an area. I, you know, being this young in my nursing career, there's so much that I can do with it that I love. Um, I do know I have a very deep passionate or passion about caring for the critically ill. Um, there's something very uniquely rewarding about being the, the critical aspect in, in a patient's care when they are so ill. Um, so I find that to be absolutely rewarding. So um, whatever capacity I choose to go with my career, I know it's going to be something where people are very ill and I get to, to take care of them. Um, I've only ever practiced in medical ICUs. Um, I do really enjoy the medical ICUs as it exposes me to a wide range of things. It's not just one um, body system that comes in. You know, I never know when I get admit what I'm going to get. I could get someone who's in DKA, I could get a GI bleed, respiratory failure. It just always keeps me on my toes and keeps me really uh, engaged in what I do. I have to constantly critically think about the various body systems and how they all interact and why I'm doing this versus another. Um, and so whether or not I've exactly settled on one specialty or one area, I'm not exactly sure about that, but I do know no matter what I want to do, it's going to be taking care of someone who's very sick. And, um, you know, in that it may be in the ICU, it may be in the ED or in the capacity of, you know, transport in a, as a flight nurse. But, uh, I don't think I could go to another area of nursing that doesn't let me care for someone who is, who is pretty sick. So Thank you so much for what you do. A unique person, nurses are, and I appreciate you all. So thank you very much. Janie, how about any questions for Dylan? Yeah, Dylan, just a, just a couple more questions. Uh, so think back two years ago, you're just out of school, you're getting ready to start your first job as a nurse. I know you worked before as like a CNA, but now you're getting ready to start your first job as a nurse. And we've probably got some listeners that are in the same boat right now. What advice, what's the biggest piece of advice for that new nurse getting ready to walk onto their new job? It kind of goes hand in hand with what I was saying with resiliency, but I would have to say be full of patience and compassion um, for your patients, for your staff, um, but for more importantly for yourself. That first year of nursing, um, everyone told me it was going to be hard. I didn't realize just how hard it was going to be. Um, it really takes a lot out of you. Um, and if you're not kind to yourself, it can just kind of make things far, far worse. Um, so, you know, I can't count the many times that I failed during that first year. I, I mean, still to this day, I feel like there's things that I'm failing at, but it's being kind to yourself and getting back up on that horse and figuring out how to fix it for the next time um, without beating yourself up too much. And so that's, that's the most important thing that I'd have to say to anyone starting their career is it's going to be hard. It's going to be brutally hard, but it's supposed to be hard. Um, and if it wasn't hard, it's not why we would be doing it. And just remember to be kind to yourself. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Now, a minute ago, you said you're 
one of your top takeaways, you know, from your time so far was that nurses should be lifelong learners and you really need to be independent and take it upon yourself to seek out the knowledge that you need to be able to be on top of your game, I heard you say. So thinking about how busy nurses are, what advice do you have for nurses? Like how can they make time for their own personal development with the busy schedules you all keep? I mean, it is definitely challenging, especially, you know, I work night shifts, so I'm constantly switching back and forth, back and forth. I tell people it's uh, it's like constantly being in jet lag without actually going anywhere. Um, <laughs> and so it can be very hard to find the motivation and the time and the energy to sit down and do it. Um, but what I, you know, I, I believe that there is a moral obligation to be the best that we can. Um, we are taking care of people who's especially, uh, whose lives are in our hands, you know, especially in the ED and the ICU, but you know, in any area nursing, I mean, they're there for a reason and we are doing something for a reason. And so we have a, a, a pretty awesome and amazing responsibility to be at the top of our game. And there is that obligation to do that. And so I use that as a big motivation uh, to just schedule time to, you know, to do this. So I usually sit down on my days off. I, you know, when I wake up, I drink my coffee and then I come in and I sit down for maybe 30 minutes and I review, you know, the various pathologies that I saw during the last week, or, you know, I study for something else. Like currently I'm studying for the CCRN. Um, and so it's just about making that time. And I also use something else as kind of motivation. And that's that first year, like I said, was very hard. And starting off in the ICU as a new grad, there were plenty of opportunity or plenty of times where I felt like I didn't have the knowledge that I needed to take care of these people. Um, and so I relied on other nurses or, you know, wh whatever it may be. And so I use that as motivation as well, because I never want to feel that way again. Um, you know, that's almost impossible not to feel that way um, because it's impossible to know everything, but being confident in knowing how to find the information and being confident that you are trying your best to be at the top of your game definitely helps. Yeah, that's good. I know it's uh, it is a busy, busy schedule you keep. I, I agree with you about that moral obligation. It's uh, you know, it's, there's no worse feeling, you know, having been a nurse uh, at the bedside for years myself, nothing worse than feeling unprepared to take care of the yeah, patient. It's, you. it's a bad feeling. It, yeah. it is not a good feeling. And I, yeah, I would rather face anything than feel that way. So that's why I, I just dedicate time to sit down and try to figure out what I need to know. So. Well, Dylan, that's why we always knew you were the cream of the crop. So we're, we're so glad to hear that that's how you run your practice. That's great. Well, thank um, you. Mark, I think we have rapid fire. We do. Let's do some rapid fire with you. Right. So uh, I always say in a podcast, I don't know why you call them rapid fire, because we don't say them real quick. We say them slowly. So, <laughs> But we're going to have some rapid fire. So let's think about a few other things here. Uh, Dylan. What would you be doing if you weren't in nursing? Um, if I could do absolutely anything, I would be an archaeologist uh, studying some far off ruins. I have a deep, deep love of history. I actually 
bore my wife to death with uh, all the history lectures and all that that I tried to retain. And so that's that's probably what I'd be doing is wow. uh, studying some ancient Greek uh, ruin and just absolutely loving it. So can I say that rocks? Is that all right? Oh, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. That's very cool. That would be really neat. Yeah. So going to ask you what's your favorite book, movie, and or song that inspires you? And you can pick one, two, or three, but favorite book, movie, or and or song that inspires you? Um, book, it, it's going to probably sound a little juvenile, but uh, I absolutely love the Harry Potter series. Um, I probably read each book like over 100 times there's something just comforting about picking up the book and knowing I can flip to any page and just sit down and be absolutely immersed in it. Um, and so I'd say that's probably one of my favorite books ever. Uh, with a movie that would inspire me, I would have to say into the wild. I find the message that that brings to be incredibly powerful. Uh, every time I watch it, it just, it leaves me feeling something very deep inside um favorite music i'd have to say right now would be uh sound of change by the dirty heads uh it's the music that i listen to all the time to kind of get pumped up for my nursing school exams and uh still every time i listen to it it kind of gets me in the mood to, to go out and have fun so neat very good so you know i've been talking about asking you all these different questions all these different things you do and at a and I know in the beginning, we said outside of work, you love pretty much anything that gets you outside in nature. So a question to you, do you have any of the hobbies or interests? Uh, I absolutely love traveling. Um, I grew up traveling with my father, who's uh, actually a, he's from Wales. So he immigrated here. And so we've traveled all throughout Europe together, um, traveled all throughout Asia with my wife for our honeymoon. So I absolutely love traveling. Unfortunately, I've been able to do that quite frequently um, the last couple of years, but hopefully we can start doing it soon again. Uh, and then I'd say, like like you said, anything out in nature, so backpacking, hiking, camping, all that, anything that gets me out and just kind of connected with nature is what I absolutely love doing. Um, other than that, I'd say since moving to California, living the, the beach bum life, just kind of sitting out on the beach and absolutely enjoying the view. So. so out of all your traveling that you've done so far, anything stick out, any memorable things like, like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we were in Cambodia. We were on some, some kind of recently developed island and we booked a tour and it was hosted by these two young uh, Cambodian teenagers. I think they must've been 13, 14. And so they took us out. They didn't know any English. It was in a rickety old boat. And they played uh, The Shape of You by Ed Sheridan nonstop. Six hours just on repeat. And they loved it. And we went out and we snorkeled for a little bit. But the really amazing thing is we waited till it got dark. And then we jumped in the water and there was these uh, bioluminescent plankton that would glow. And uh, they were activated with motion. And so you got to see this bright, like electric blue lights all around you as you're in the deep, dark, black water. And occasionally you'd see them light up down deep and you'd think, what, what's swimming down there? 
But um, that was probably one of the most remarkable things we did on our trip there was just swimming with uh, with those plankton in a black sea that's just spots of electric blue all over. Oh, yeah, it's a memory I wouldn't forget. It just talking about just there, just picturing it, that must have been unbelievable. It was, I have not experienced anything like that before or after. It was absolutely amazing. So now when you hear that song being on the radio, does it like bring back memories again now? After oh yeah, me my, every time that comes on, my wife and I just stare at each other and <laughs> just start laughing because it's literally all they played for that six hour trip, just on repeat. And so it's kind of burned into my mind with that one one association well dylan if our audience would like to follow you or contact you uh i see you're online on linkedin so i will put that description at link into the uh episode description uh so people come out of podcast look at description you'll see where you are on linkedin is there any other places i can contact or any other social media i'd say linkedin is probably the best bet uh i've scaled back on some of my uh in presence on facebook and instagram the last year just trying to be more present in, in my everyday life. So I'd say LinkedIn is probably be the, the best bet. All right, sounds good. And for people at LinkedIn, as I said, I'll put it out there. It'll be at linkedin.com and it's Dylan McLeod Lewis is out there, but you can look again in the description to find more information and contact Dylan. So I want to take this time, Dylan, to thank you for joining this episode of BCN and Friends and for sharing your time and story with us. Thank you very much for sharing all the information. It's appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was, it was an absolute pleasure. And to all of our listeners, we hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with BCN and Friends and bring you new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at bcn.org. I'm Mark Eggers here with Janie Shoemaker, and on behalf of the entire BCEN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time, 